So this is an old policy, an old way of doing business, but it's more urgent for them now because were Trump to be reelected, we would finally have the capability to get to the bottom of Russiagate, of all the corruption and fraud in the intelligence community, in the Democratic Party, the Biden crime family, as Trump calls it. And what it means is that people were not just in danger of losing an election, but possibly going to jail. And so the desperation for this network was clearly the driver behind being willing to take such big risks as, as committing probable fraud in the election. Uh, this is what Colonel Richard Black was reporting when you and I talked with him on, on your program a month ago, when he said that they're going to try and create a circumstance where the military will be forced to escort Trump out of the White House. So all of this is well planned. With the global economy being in shambles and central bankers moving towards a reset, it's never been a better time to protect your wealth by owning precious metals. Contact Andy at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent you. He promised me he will guarantee you the lowest price anywhere in the country. Remember, email Andy at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. It's never been a better time to protect your future than now. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I wanted to get this interview out really quick so that I can share with what people are seeing. We're seeing obvious fraud in the elections from 120,000 votes in Wisconsin that people have caught where only Biden has gotten an infusion of 120,000 votes. We're seeing the same thing in Michigan with 138,000 votes just magically appearing for just Biden. People are catching those kinds of things all over the place. That's let alone the fraud that they're seeing on the ground and all the other games that they're playing. I'm sure it happened all over the country, but that's what they're catching right now in those states. And what I got to tell you is that of the states that Trump was ahead by double digits last night, a really strong lead. If he would have just won those states and it would have went as normal, like you would think it would go based on the trends, then he would be president again, already have won the election. And then, but those states that he needed to win all suspended voting all at the same time, which is absurd. It's never happened in our country. And now magically all these votes are coming from anywhere, nowhere. So we're going to talk about that with Harley Schlanger today. I'm going to talk about how this coup has been planned for a long time. I've done many shows on the coup. I've done shows, uh, you know, the military coup, the coup that they've been planning during the election. He's going to go through that because this is what they have been planning, the narrative they have been setting up. He's going to walk it through. The Trump administration knew that this coup was being planned. So they have some backup plans as well. Everybody is expecting this to go to the Supreme Court. This is not the end for us. We are in this fight. The momentum is with Trump. Everybody knows that Trump should have won this election. Anybody who's intellectually honest, I, I know a lot of others who voted for Biden who are in la la land. They can't look at things from an intellectually honest standpoint. They just can't. It doesn't matter. And they actually approve of this coup without even knowing what they approve of, which is so sad. Obviously, if the Democrats get away with this incredibly 
evil plan that they have, this will be the end of our republic. It'll be the end of it. But it won't just be our republic. It'll be the ushering in of this new global system that they're putting in place. I did a documentary that isn't that long that I really, really think everybody should watch on the multi-decade plan that the globalists are planning. If Biden wins, it's a free ride to just continue this globalist plan in the United States. It'll be a disaster. It'll be a nightmare. It'll be worse in East Germany after the Second World War. It'll be terrible. And so it's so important that we continue this fight and that we do not let these globalists take over this country. So we're in it for the long haul. And I think that everybody did their part. Now we got to keep doing their part, waking people up that this is a coup. Make sure everybody knows what's going to be difficult because the censorship is over the top. We talk about that as well. But people need to share. People need to get this information out. So now before I get to the interview, I want to tell you that my sarahwestall.tv is now live and you can go to it. I don't have all my shows up there yet. They are loading it, but I have my most recent I'm also going to load a show a show up with Judy Mikovits that I'm a little concerned putting it out publicly right now. So it'll it's a decent it's a long show and over an, an hour it'll be available for my patrons but also it'll be behind the firewall at sarahwestall.tv for subscribers. I have plenty of free stuff up there. All my public shows will be up there eventually here. It'll, at least the ones over the last 2 years and a couple other ones that I'm picking and then I'll have all my exclusives up there as well. I'll probably be doing a little bit more exclusives once I establish that. So please go to sarahwestall.tv and subscribe there as well. Please share if you want to watch it on Roku, Apple TV, share with your friends, let people know that this information is available, this reporting that you will not get in the mainstream media. As you know, I bring so many good people to give you perspectives that you will not find elsewhere. And that's my goal. I want to educate as many people as I educate myself and everyone else with the best people I can find. So that's my goal. Now let's get into this interview with Harley Schlanger. Hi, Harley. Thank you for coming to the show on such a short notice. We have such an important topic to talk about. I wanted to discuss the election coup that we're seeing real time, frankly. Uh, We're watching all the Democrat-led states where Trump was massively ahead last night. We watched them stop the voting. And now we're watching real time um, them close the gap between Trump and Biden with Biden getting hundreds of thousands of votes, you know, depending on the state, with nobody else getting a single vote. I mean, we're watching rigging going on real time. What do you think about just what you're seeing from that perspective? Well, they laid the basis for this with their constant discussion of the, what would happen when the mail-in ballots are counted. And so what they said is that on election eve, it would appear as though Trump had won in a red wave. People turned out on election day, voted for him, and the election eve totals would show Trump is ahead. But then they said when the mail-in votes counted, which all the media said would be almost all Democrat votes, that it would then turn around. And then they said Trump will claim that this is fraud, and so the Democrats have to be prepared to deal with this. And this is the, the scenario that they created that the media has been presenting hook, line, and sinker from the beginning. And so it was a foregone conclusion that this was their strategy. Now, why are they doing this? The obvious point is 
that for four years they've been doing everything possible to destroy not just Donald Trump, but the fact that the American people were sick and tired of these policies that were associated with the uh, so-called establishment political parties, and I'm talking about both parties, that's why Trump won. And they did everything they could to get rid of him with Russiagate. They went immediately into Ukraine impeachment. They went into the whole Black Lives Matter, the Trump is a racist, an authoritarian. And, and now they're coming up with this line, which, uh, you know, Trump initially was asked repeatedly, are you going to leave if you lose? And he kept saying, I'm going to make sure the vote is fairly counted. So they took that as Trump saying that he's not going to accept the constitutional responsibility of what happens when you lose an election. So they created the whole narrative, uh, and that's what's being played out right now. Well, and what do you think is the possibility that all mail-in votes are Biden and that zero are for other candidates or even a 90% mail-in? I mean, it just it reeks of rigging because we know that there is a lot of Republicans that would have mailed in too. Well, I think the telling point is that we're talking about right now four major cities that are the ones that are at the center of this. Uh, Atlanta, Detroit, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. And these cities are controlled by Democratic Party hacks uh, and the city council, the mayor, the election bureau, and they're in states run by Democratic governors. So it was clear, uh, not, not Georgia, but the other three, it's clear that they have in place whatever they think they need to come up with enough votes to overturn the lead that Trump had built up. Now, you know, some of the, I, I've talked to some of the people who've done mathematical projections on this, and in some of these cities, you do have 65 to 75% Democratic votes. So maybe you really would have something in the range of 70% mail-in that would go to Biden. But you're right, we're seeing figures in the 90% range, uh, or 100%. which is what they need. Yeah which is what they need to overtake the lead that Trump has from the rest of the state. Uh, and is that likely or probable? Well, one, uh, I can't remember where I saw this, but one expert who did some calculations said it's a, a one in 190,000 chance that you would have all the votes or 95% of the votes go to one candidate, even if the mail-in was largely Democrat. So, and in every state at the same time. Yeah. Well, and, and in, in all three places, in Milwaukee and in, in, uh, uh, Detroit and in Philadelphia, this, the same pattern, exactly the same. You know, it fits Biden's profile that, that all African-Americans think the same and are the same. So, you know, this, this is something that was deliberately put in place uh, because they didn't want to depend on appealing to the American people with a campaign strategy and a campaign platform. Their whole platform was Trump is bad, he's ruining the country, and he's got to go. Well, I believe they fixed some other elections, too. I just don't believe that all these elections that they did happen to get they got. But I can't prove it. But this other stuff is so blatant that we're watching it real time. Like Wisconsin had 120,000 additional votes for Biden all of a sudden just show up for Biden and not a single vote for anybody else. 
those kind of anomalies don't happen. It, it, that's just not possible. You know, I, I was watching based on the lead that Trump had uh, four hours ago, and then it disappeared in minutes. And the idea that all these votes come in at once, when they're saying it's slow, it's meticulous, it takes some time, and then all of a sudden a dump of votes. You know, let, let me give you a little bit of history on this. We did a study uh, in 1976 when Carter was running against Jerry Ford, where there was massive vote fraud in Ohio and several other states. I, I don't remember the other states, but I remember Ohio because I was involved in, in doing some of the canvassing. There were precincts where we went out and got signatures and affidavits, sworn affidavits of people who said they voted for Ford. And yet the votes in the precinct they live showed no votes for Ford. And what we were told is the, there were these machines that had been programmed to go up to nine votes for Ford. And then when it got to 10, it switched back to zero. And we took this to the Republican Party and they confirmed that that was going on, but they didn't want to fight it because of the so-called Watergate environment. Now, the oh, same geez. thing happened in 1980 with Lyndon LaRouche when he was running in New Hampshire. And we had a, a lot of support. LaRouche was appearing at events with Ronald Reagan and, and others, and there was a lot of support. And we, in, in I think something like 20 precincts, found more people who were willing to sign sworn affidavits that they voted for LaRouche in precincts where there were no votes for LaRouche. So this is an old policy, an old way of doing business, but it's more urgent for them now because were Trump to be reelected, we would finally have the capability to get to the bottom of Russiagate, of all the corruption and fraud in the intelligence community, in the Democratic Party, the Biden crime family, as Trump calls it. And what it means is that people were not just in danger of losing an election, but possibly going to jail. And so the desperation for this network was clearly the driver behind being willing to take such big risks as, as committing probable fraud in the election. Well, where do you think it goes from here? Because we have been watching all these coups being planned out. You know, you have uh, the under uh, the undercover reporting that Minnie Weaver just brought out of the Sunshine Movement, and they have government uh, and uh, federal employees that were helping them plan a coup. We have the coup that the military was trying to plan. We have obvious voter fraud going on. Uh, you've been covering this big time with different members that are actually planning it, that you supplant these red revolutions in other countries. What is? What do you think is, because this is an obvious coup, so what do you think is going to go from here and what are they planning? Well, let's take the dry run for this, which was Ukraine and is now being repeated in Belarus. Uh, the Ukraine example is important because who is involved as the point man for the Obama administration in Ukraine? It was Joe Biden. And what was done in Ukraine was a whole series of things came together, including something called the National Endowment for Democracy, the International Republican Institute, which was neoconservatives in the Republican Party, such as Victoria Nuland, who was the State Department official on the scene to carry out the February 2014 coup. Uh, it included George Soros and, and his various open society networks. 
It included British intelligence. Christopher Steele was on the ground in Ukraine during the February 2014 coup at Maidan Square. So you had all these networks being coordinated by the Obama administration. And they carried that off. And what did they do? They claimed corruption, fraud. Uh, they got some disgruntled young people out in Maidan Square. And then they sent in jackbooted Nazis, people who were uh, proud to say that their heritage goes back to the Ukrainian SS forces that served under Hitler during World War II, the, the so-called Stefan Bandera Brigade and the Azov Battalion. This is well known, but it's never reported. That's who Biden was coordinating with. And once they got enough people in the streets, they started shooting. And the shooting included shooting Ukrainian security forces and demonstrators. And it was clear there was a third force involved in that. And that led to the coup. Now, why was that so important? Because the Biden-Obama policy was to move Ukraine into NATO as a way of moving NATO closer to Russia to provoke regime change in Russia. Now, when Trump got elected, this completely threw this whole strategy uh, into chaos because Trump said, we don't want war with Russia. We want to work together. Every time he has a chance to talk to Putin, the two of them come out and say, we had an agreement. We had a good talk. We worked on something. And then we get another line of nonsense on Russia. So if you go back to Ukraine and then you realize that the people who ran that coup included people like Norm Eisen, who's now one of the coordinators of this uh, uh, integrity project that's working on the transition integrity project, I think it's called, where they're getting 600 lawyers from the, the, the scum of the earth Democratic Party lawfare team. They're coordinating with Black Lives Matter and Antifa so you can have the disgruntled people in the streets and to provoke a reaction that they then think they could take the, the Biden supporters and turn this into a uh, coup that could, could be a very bloody coup in the United States. And so then they build up the whole scenario of Trump is going to commit fraud, Trump isn't going to leave. Uh, this is what Colonel Richard Black was reporting when you and I talked with him on, on your program a month ago when he said that they're going to try and create a circumstance where the military will be forced to escort Trump out of the White House. So all of this is well planned, but it's planned according to uh, a book, uh, a man, um, Gene Sharp, who came up with the idea of color revolution. Eisen worked with him. Eisen has a, a book called Playbook, a manual on how to build up an insurrectionary force to overturn an election and then overturn the government in, in power on the basis of that so-called fraud. And we see this all over the world right now. This is the British Wall Street policy for destroying independent movements that are trying to fight for the sovereignty of nations. And that's what's really going on. And because of the collapse of the financial system, the collapse of the healthcare system, the, the uh, destruction with the trade agreements, the deindustrialization, they're desperate and they cannot tolerate the idea of a second term of Donald Trump. So that's what's been thrown into the mix. Okay, well, now we have a Supreme Court that is going to look at this in a 
more of a fair and balanced way. I mean, they're not going to let, I hope not, it doesn't seem that they're going to let just blatant fraud get, get by with this. Where do you think, because obviously it's going to go to the Supreme Court and they're going to be dealing with this. Do you think, because our Supreme Court is not a bunch of Democrat operatives, do you think this will be able to be worked out in a fair and balanced way in our Supreme Court? Or do you think that they'll get by with this red color revolution coup that they have been planning so meticulously? Well, let me let me tell you what someone who knows a lot about this question had to say, Roger Stone, who wrote this uh, article that was in the Gateway Pundit, which he uh, graciously allowed us to post on LaRouchePack.com. So people can go see it at LaRouchePack.com. It's called The Democrats' Plan to Steal the Election by Roger Stone. And in it, he said that there, there are two things I, I just want to emphasize. One is that the Republicans have to have an extensive anti-fraud operation, which includes the ability to get affidavits, the ability to uh, demand that the, the counting of the votes be transparent. But Roger made the point that you're not going to, that, that he and the people working with him will renounce violence as any kind of a solution. He said the dispute must be settled in the courts, not in the streets. And he did that in particular because the media was saying that Stone is calling for violent uh, action if the vote is, is, if there's a challenge of the vote. No, he's not. He's actually saying, let's do it properly. Now, here's the problem with that, that approach, though. And I'm not saying we, we need to do something violent. The problem is that the media is going to do everything possible to discredit. They're already doing it, discrediting Trump. When he said this morning, he doesn't see how he wasn't credited with winning these states with the totals that had already come in by the end of the day, and that it's clear that something was afoot, and therefore he's got to go to the Supreme Court. I'm not sure what the basis for taking it to the Supreme Court is. Uh, this is something they'll have to figure out. If they can get it in the court, then they'll probably get a fair hearing on it. And if there is this kind of uh, uh, pre prevention against stealing the vote that the Republicans have put in place, then possibly they'll prevail in the court. The problem is that the, the plan B of Eisen and his crowd, the, the people supporting Biden, is violence. It's chaos. They're already, uh, there was a Zoom conference call uh, a few days ago that was leaked that included top people from Antifa. And what were they talking about? Gathering today in the so-called Black Lives Matter square in front of the White House and shut down the White House shut down Washington, D.C., try to provoke police or, or National Guard to attack them so they can have a bloodbath and then hold up their bloody shirts to the public and say, see, Trump is a fascist. He's trying to steal the election. So we have a real fight for the hearts and minds of the population. Now, Sarah, the, the good news on this, you know, the Supreme Court represents one aspect of it. The good news is that the president did a heroic job the last week and a half with his rallies, showing the American people that he was fighting for an optimistic view of the future. And it's the Biden team that's talking about a dark winter, that's talking about crises and chaos and violence. So by doing that, he was able to rally a, a, a vote 
that took him to the point of being reelected before the intervention took place. So a lot of people are well aware that this is a fraudulent operation, and it's important that voices be heard that, that lay this out. Now that gets to the other, the last part of the problem, which is the censorship, which you know firsthand what was done to your site. Well, they've been deleting, not only did they de delete platforms such as mine uh, three weeks ahead of the election, major. I mean, we were bigger together than any mass media channel, New York Times, you know, any of them. And we had um, almost a, you know, over, almost close to a billion views, just the ones that we are, you know, doing the We the People against Google. But if you add everybody up, I mean, they they are really, really censoring. But yesterday, the day before the election, they shut off BitChute, which is all of us are on BitChute, and they shut us off for a big chunk of time. They were There was lots of Twitter accounts that were suspended for 12 hours. There were sites going down all over the place. There were videos on YouTube that were being removed. I mean, they were doing massive purge so that people couldn't get information right before the election as well. I mean, what what are our chances that this... I mean, I would think that would backfire on them I, I'm terrified that there are even people in our country that are okay with this. It seems like there's a big zombie class that are just okay with this kind of behavior. Well, that was part of the plan in advance, the censorship. And we saw it on the so-called laptop from hell of Hunter Biden. You know, in that case, it's very interesting. The, the woman in charge of censorship on Facebook uh, uh I can't remember her name right now, Manjuku or something like that, Mankuju. Uh, anyway, she worked for Biden. And what was her position? Yes. She was in charge of Biden's Ukraine policy. So oh, how does someone like that become the censorship czar at Facebook? The same thing with Twitter, the same kind of people. Now, this is where you see the planning involved. Uh, I'm quite familiar with a number of the sites that were shut down because a lot of them were sites that interview me. Uh, besides you, the, the X-22 yes. report, you know Dave, uh, Sean at SGT yep. report. These are people with close to a million subscribers. And they sh were shut down on the flimsiest of pretenses and never given an, an explanation. And it was done, as you point out, before the election. So they're doing whatever they can to silence the voices of opposition to the coup plotters. And let, let's remember who these coup plotters are. You're talking about Barack Obama and Joe Biden, who were part of the coup against Trump from the beginning. The head of the CIA, John Brennan, the person who replaced Pompeo at the CIA, uh, uh, Gina Haspel, uh, it was Comey and then Comey's replacement, Christopher Wray. We, we see Clapper. We see the people like John Bolton. You know, Bolton was quoted in uh, The Economist, which is the leading publication of the city of London finance. Bolton did an interview with them endorsing Biden and saying that Trump has to go. So you had this team that was set up to prepare the way to make sure that any voices that were in opposition to this operation would be silenced and that all people would have access to would be CNN, MSNBC, uh, even Fox, you know, lying yes. about the, how the election's going. And yet, look, to the credit of the American people, 
people were moved and went out and voted. Now they have to defend their vote. And what that means is that people have to find out what's being done in, in their precincts and their cities to demonstrate that the votes that are being uh, reported are fraudulent. And I think the Republican uh, vote uh, protection team hopefully will do the job. I know Roger Stone is on the case. Uh, but, you know, this is what's at stake here, Sarah, is whether we're going to have a republic or not. Uh, J. Kirk Wiebe, who's close friends with Bill Binney, a collaborator, an NSA whistleblower who blew the whistle on the uh, uh, cover-up of 9-11, Wiebe was a Russian specialist at NSA. And in an interview with me the other day, he said that what he's seeing in the censorship reminds him of what was done in Soviet Russia and in East Germany with the Stasi. And I think people ought to really be legitimately terrified by that, because here we are, we're told that the Russians are doing all this stuff. Well, no, it's our intelligence services which are covering up, which are lying, which are censoring, doing what was done previously in the Nazi dictatorship and then in the post-war communist dictatorships. That's what we're facing. Well, and I do believe that the average citizen has been so dumbed down that when they're when we're trying to communicate that it doesn't at the end of the day, we need a fair election. And they're so like emotionally wrapped up into this that they don't care. I mean, I don't know, but that's how it feels. But if you look at the the rallies, I mean, the rally in Pennsylvania, the rally all over the country that Trump had, he was, the numbers were in the, you know, the tens of thousands, and then Biden couldn't even get a crowd. I mean, how could he even have the numbers that he has right now? I don't even believe any of these results. Well, that, that's precisely my point, that in spite of everything that was done for four years to Trump, everything that was done to demean and discredit people who supported him. When he went out and took this campaign to the people at the airport hangars, at whatever venue he had, he had wildly enthusiastic, boisterous crowds. And all Biden and Harris were able to do was get a, it looked like they were doing an audition for the next Cars movie, you know, where they had people sitting in cars honking, you know, 10, 15 cars that was their audience. You know, so this, this is a uh, virtual reality campaign, and it's designed ultimately to demoralize the Trump supporters into thinking there's nothing you can do. Now, the good news, Sarah, is that people did go vote in large numbers in spite of all of this. Now the question is, can there be a direction that will show them what can be done now to make sure the vote is protected. And I think one of the things that, that uh, Mrs. LaRouche has proposed is that regardless, this is probably gonna take two, three, four weeks to settle. I don't think it's gonna be settled. Whatever they report in Pennsylvania on Thursday, which the Democrats are saying that's the end game. The Pennsylvania vote will be uh, over to, to Biden and it'll be all over Thursday. Well, no, it's going to end up in the court. It's going to end up maybe in the Congress. But in the meantime, President Trump is still president until January 20th. He has to move 
extra quick with whoever will work with him on the expose of who's running the coup, on what they're trying to do. And then maybe in the middle of this, it'd be a good time for him to go have a meeting with Putin to discuss signing the uh, new START agreement and do some other things that show what he's been doing even in the midst of this coup against him. So I, I think there are some things that we can do to shift the situation, to shift the, the momentum. But what is clear is the Democrats had this whole thing scripted in advance, and they did it with sections of the Republican Party. They, they did it with the entire, you know, the, the Biden press team was really the mainstream media. Yes. Now, so you don't think this is a lost cause. We have, we have a path to solve this. Because I've talked to a lot of people who've been analyzing it, and they believe that Trump is going to come out victorious in this in the long run because they've been anticipating this entire scenario and how to defeat it regardless, because we know that this is what they've been planning. Well, yeah, that's that's what I've just been reporting. This was a plan well in advance. The Trump people know it, the key people around it. You know, for example, Roger Stone. Again, I encourage people to go to LaRouchePack.com and read the article by Roger. It's a six-page article, very well-argued, reasonable, and thoughtful on what the plan is. And once you know what they're doing, the, the one thing that I think Roger, uh, I'll just add to what Roger had, is you need to know why they're doing it. Their system is collapsing. The people who are running this plan are the ones who are the defenders of the post-industrial Green New Deal uh, bankers, global bankers dictatorship, the idea that you're going to go to a central bank digital currency, which will be controlled by the, the private, the biggest private banks. And pretty soon you won't have any control over a bank account because they're going to get rid of commercial banks. Exactly. This is what they're looking toward, a, a global banker's dictatorship. You and I talked about this over a year ago when we discussed the Jackson Hole, Wyoming Federal Reserve meeting, where they laid out what they called a regime change in financial policy. Well, that's what they intend. Now, if people don't want that, if they, they understand that that's what the fraud is committing, is pushing toward, this global banker's dictatorship, where you have no control over anything, no freedom. You know, it, it will make living in East Germany in the, the 70s look like a paradise compared to what we'll face. I think if people understand that and realize there is a chance to fight it, then we can turn it back. And the president's going to fight, as far as I know. He's got people like Roger Stone out there doing these things. Uh, you know, people like you who are publicizing it, who actually give the American people a chance to stay in the fight to save our nation. That's what's crucial. So people should not submit to it or give up or become pessimistic. It's, it's a pretty devious, evil plan that they launched. It is. It's transparent. Yeah, it is transparent. And I wanted you to just reassure everybody based on your inside knowledge that they have anticipated this and there, there, are, um, a, there is pathways out of this for us to prevail and that people legitimately who are in the inside believe we are going to prevail on this. And it's not the time for us to give up and feel defeated because 
this has been anticipated and, and we believe we can prevail in the end. Well, that's absolutely right. And, you know, the fact that this has been so transparent, going back to the beginning of Russiagate, you know, the, the fact is that it now comes out and so that everyone knows that the FBI knew the Steele report was garbage from the moment they used it in the FISA court. How come people haven't gone to jail for that? How come Peter Strzok is still out there flapping his jaw when it's clear that he was part of a coup that targeted Michael Flynn because of what Flynn knew about the corruption of the intelligence community? All of this is, is clear and obvious. Now, the question is, as President Trump said recently, when he said, uh, Attorney General Barr said, well, we need more time to get more evidence. Trump said, no, the evidence is there. I declassified the documents. Make them publicly available. So if these things are made available to the public, even if there's an attempt to censor them, you know, Sarah, one of the interesting things about censoring the Hunter Biden story is that more people found out about the Biden corruption because of the censorship, because that became a story. Now, we haven't gotten the full story on it, but people know there's something about the Bidens that's not legitimate and that the media had to intervene. Yeah, I'd like to see an avalanche come out of all the stuff that we've been reporting on and the stuff that we know that the public doesn't know. I, I, and it's, it, that's why we're so passionate about this. And we've been trying, but I would like to see an avalanche of that that proof come out so that people can start waking up in masses. And I know they already are waking up in droves, but we need to have a mass awakening because they need to see the evidence and the proof. And it's all there. You know, it took four years for the president to get a team in place that, that could do that. I think Ratcliffe at the director of national intelligence, uh, Rick Grinnell has, has done some useful things on this. Devin Nunes has been somewhat heroic in, in his commitment, but you need more people and you need more of the Republicans. Uh, Senator Grassley has done an excellent job of exposing some of these things. Johnson from Wisconsin has been exposing it. So I think what you're saying is absolutely right. An avalanche. There's so much material documented uh, that show the corruption. You know, like these Hunter Biden emails they can't say they're not verifiable because they've been verified and the Bidens won't deny it. So people need to know what's in it. What was the whole Ukraine impeachment case about? And I really think the, the president should use whatever opportunity he has now to go before the American people and stand there with some of the documents and say, look, I'm releasing this tomorrow. Go to my website and you can read it. You can read what was done to try and get me out of office. Exactly. We have to start having that stuff come out. And it can't be just about his impeachment because that's important. That's an important thing, but also about their crooked behavior all around. I mean, just to show that these people are not the good guys you think you're supporting. Yeah, the, the, their intention is to keep the wars going, keep the bailouts of the, the corrupt swindlers at the banks going. Uh, keep, I mean, keep outsourcing U.S. jobs. Horrifying. That's what we're dealing with. Yeah, it's just a horrifying array of terrible actions that all these people claim they're against 
but that's what they're supporting. They're supporting the exact behavior they don't like and they don't understand that. And that's what we need to pay. And it's hard with all the censorship and they're making a big move to try to censor us. But uh, we, we, we don't have a choice. That's the only thing we can do. For now, since LaRouche Pack is, has not been shut down yet, people can go to LaRouchePack.com where we've been providing documentary material going back to the beginning of Russiagate. Also, I do a daily 10 to 12 minute update, which is posted, has still been posted on YouTube. Who knows how long that will last? But it's available at LaRouchePack.com. You can pick it up there if, you, if it's shut down on YouTube. But it's a daily update where I go through what the latest is in the fight. And we have to use whatever resources we have to get the story out. And it means that people who want to save the country should be making some contributions to people like you and, and others who are fighting it. Because th this is not a free battle. It's not. And YouTube isn't the only avenue because my numbers and my listeners are watching in different avenues. And I haven't really decreased that much after YouTube took me down because people are looking for me on BitChute and everywhere else. And I, I'm, I'm kind of amazed, but it's because, um, because people are tired of it and, and they're sharing the information. But we got to keep doing that and we got to get our numbers up because the censorship by Google and YouTube, I'd have probably millions of followers if it wasn't for the censorship. Uh, but because they were censoring me so bad on Google, I'm not seeing that much of a difference. And, and so we just have to keep working our, our buns off. But you're right. You are still up. You, all of us are still up. I'm still up. You can go to my website. You can go to my, all my other platforms. But, you know, I thank you so much for everything you're doing. It is so important that you keep pushing hard. I'm, I'm so happy to call you my friend and a co-warrior in this. And uh, thank you for everything you're doing. And if people want to be in touch with me, as always, uh, send me a, an email to my personal email and I'll get back to you and get you a link to my blog page. It's harleysch at gmail.com. Well, excellent. Thank you, Harley. I know you have a busy day, so thanks so much for showing up on this late notice. Well, thank you for asking me, Sarah. I think it's important that, that those of us who know something have a responsibility to get the, the information out. Yes, I agree with you. So thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, Sarah. Talk to you soon.